Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Distance Learning Activities and Theories for Middle School Art. My name is Angie Post, and I'm excited to dive into this topic with you. Although we may think of distance education as a concept that has popped up recently in the last few decades, research tells us that distance education has been around for more than a century. As early as the mid-1800s, shorthand instruction was offered through correspondence in England and other countries followed suit. In the early 1900s, distance education was incorporated into high school curriculums in Michigan and Nebraska. Eventually, distance education became more of what we think of today, learning at a distance using the internet and computers. We saw more opportunities for students to learn at a distance with the help of computer-mediated communications and the internet starting in the 1980s. Today, we will dive deeper into some distance learning activities that could use different delivery methods and my personal theory about distance education. First, let's look at WebQuests. WebQuests are designed to use learners' time to help them focus on using information rather than looking for it. I'm proposing using digital escape rooms in place of the traditional WebQuest. Escape rooms are like WebQuests in that you have pre-selected the material that students will explore, but these methods are different because WebQuests are read and respond activities where escape rooms also involve a lot of critical thinking to solve puzzle-like problems. A potential barrier for a virtual escape room is it would be difficult for students to work in teams. However, it is worth considering that if video conferencing breakout rooms were possible, escape room teams would also be possible. WebQuests tend to be activities that students do in isolation, which again makes them less appealing for 5th and 6th graders. Overall, escape rooms are appealing to learners because they take information they have discovered and use it to solve problems or uncover digital locks to complete the mission tasks. And even in a distance learning situation, this activity can bring students together to connect with others and work cooperatively towards a common goal, something not a part of the typical web quest. Another activity that can use a different delivery method are discussion boards. Rather than have students remain faceless behind discussion board entries, students could instead answer questions by recording a vlog using a platform like Flipgrid. Both methods achieve the same goal of having students respond to questions posed by the teacher, but a traditional discussion board is all written responses where a vlog would be video responses and video comments. A potential barrier for vlogging is the possibility for technological issues. Often, middle school students don't always know how to use a new platform or troubleshoot when a problem arises. However, vlogging would still be worth the effort since students would find this method more appealing because it's a good way for learners to connect to their peers. In my own theory of distance education, I focus on the types of relationships the primary and secondary student needs to be successful at distance learning. The following types of relationships set up the learner for success. First is the student and teacher relationship. This idea is largely inspired by Charles Wattemeyer's theory of independent study in which he believed that key to the success of distance education was the development of the relationship between student and teacher. Even in an online setting, the virtual teacher must find ways to build a relationship and rapport with students. Second is the student to student relationship. The teacher should create opportunities for students to connect, and in doing so, students will enjoy their learning experiences more and have something to come back to. This idea is also inspired by Borges Holmberg's theory of interaction and communication that assumes that emotional involvement can contribute to learning pleasure.
third is the teacher to student guardian relationship. In other words, communication must be open and frequent between teacher and guardian to help support the learner. And finally, the student and guardian relationship. This might be the most overlooked relationship, but without a guardian who is present, supportive, involved, communicative, and committed to their child's distance learning responsibilities, a student may not be motivated on their own to get to the finish line. This relationship should be especially important for students who struggle with self-motivation or students who are already struggling academically. I hope my thoughts on distance education have given you some new ideas to consider. As potential distance education teachers, we should always be considering the best methods to reach students online. Taking a look at where distance education came from and the helpful changes made along the way will guide us through the ever-evolving world of online learning. Thank you for joining me today.